How does that sound? Um, Jamia, can you recite the Star Spangled Banner? What? (laughs) (laughs) ABC. Is that better? Yes, actually, yeah. Is that better? Yeah, thank you. All right, go ahead. Mama Nia here, and today I'm very, very excited for this podcast. Um, I'm very nervous if you ask the Wills. Uh, I was sending her questions, and she was like, I feel like you're nervous. I'm like, I am nervous, and I feel like I'm nervous every podcast, but for this one, two things are going to happen, and I'm very, very prepared. I'm either going to cry, or I'm going to mess something up, <laughs> or I'm going to go perfect. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for this podcast. There's so much stuff to unpack, um, and let me just go straight into the bio about this person. Um, this is Tia Brown. Um, she is the creator and founder of um, the I Love Me campaign. Um, a little bit about her. She was born and raised in D.C. to a single parent household with her um, brother. She is, um, I know a lot of people don't like saying their age, but she's young, age of 31. Um, in 2012, um, she manifested the idea to start a girl and women empowerment movement. Um, she did study abroad in Tanzania, um, where she stayed with a local family and, and, and interned with FHI, um, Family Health International, where she would take veggie fruits and water to women in the slums who had life-threatening diseases such as HIV. Um, upon coming back to the States, uh, she went to school at um, Ohio Westland for her um, BH, which she doubled and majored in psychology, anthropology, and Black world studies. She came home and she was blessed with a beautiful daughter. And at that time, she also enrolled in Trinity Trinity Washington University for her MA um, in clinical mental health counseling. She graduated in 2018. She is currently working as a full-time case manager for a DC agency and a part-time at a group home for adults with mental disabilities. In 2020, like myself, we had she had a pandemic baby. <laughs> she had a daughter. <laughs> so she has two daughters. One is seven and one is one. Um, she states that life hasn't been easy for her growing up, and she struggles with insecurities of her own. She's trying her best to educate her daughters, the girls and women around her, about the importance and necessity of self-love. She is working on a book, Lessons for Ladies, and building her nonprofit to educate, encourage, and empower girls and women in DMV area. So, um... I'm gonna let you say a little bit more about your background, but that's just like a spill of a little bit about uh, Tia here. So thank you again for doing this podcast. <laughs> thank we- you guys for rescheduling and working this so loud. I know we all got our own lives busy, so it's nice to be able to finally sit down and talk. Yes. Um, it was the rescheduling, and then it was like I said, I was nervous, but I'm like, all right, like, we need to put a- <laughs> I'm like, let's put your big girl panties on. I'm like, let's get it together. 
because, like I said, I'm either going to cry and mess this up or it's going to be great. Because right. I feel like when I wrote down the questions, like I wrote down the questions so fast and I was like, all right, let's pause, let, let B. Wills read over it. And I said, um, because as I always state with this podcast, as long as I reach one person, so I know which with your format and your um your group and your campaign and everything, you want to reach a lot of people. And yeah. self-love, self-care is like the number one thing that women need. Yeah. You know, we went through a pandemic as people are trying to go back to work. And basically, as everyone said at the end of this year, this is my year. Right. So this whole podcast could be for that person that's still trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do for me this year? And how can I do that? And of course, sitting in our inbox, we had Tia. <laughs> so, yes. so even though I'm not there, I feel like this podcast can help me um, hear um, people close to the DC, DMV area, wherever you're listening. Hopefully somebody these questions. Um, a lot of these answers will help you um, get to the next step that you want to be a better you. So um, yes. for being on here. Um, I'm not going to try to wrinkle too much because you are the professional <laughs> self-care. I'm the memes close person. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to jump into our first question. Um, what is your reasoning for, well, just give us a little background about the I Love Me campaign. Okay, so the I Love Me campaign, again, it was manifesting in 2012, but I didn't really start, um, you know, spearheading and taking it serious until I would say like 2018, um, right around the time I was ending my master's career. Um, you know, of course, after I graduated from having my bachelor's, I got pregnant and just, I turned in transition and went through some stuff that I never even thought that I would even go through. So that has, all that has transpired me to be like, hey, I really need to put this into action. You know, this is something that's been on my mind. Um, so we got our licensing and, our, you know, 501c3 status all between 2018 and 2019. Since then, I have done little efforts, you know, small things to just build a portfolio for the I Love Me campaign. We did a laundromat drive where we went around and gave quarters to women in the local laundromats at different quarters of the city. Um, I remember for Teachers Appreciation Day, you know, we appreciated women teachers and gave Hand shops for lunch. Um, so right now my focus is getting into middle and high schools with the I Love Me campaign and doing girl empowerment workshops. Um, I also hosted our first annual picnic this year, you know, where we had different women businesses out, you know, just the vibe, just the space for us to come to talk, to get to know each other. Um, sometimes we can't find that even in our close circles, you know. So I, I try to pro provide those platforms um, for women, young women, ladies. Because um, one thing I learned um, through school and even through experiences that we're, we will never be finished evolving as people. It'll never get to a point where it's like, I'm finished. You know, I've reached this highest max of being the best person. Like, no, um, continuing to know yourself and grow is going to happen until the day you die. Um, honestly, you know. And we see this stuff through these story with these women um, working out at 70 or, you know, having these or just like building businesses. I just read about a 64 year old woman flipping properties, you know, just to show you that the evolution continues to go on. Um, but that's 
much of a little brief about the I Love Me campaign. I really want to focus on community events, school programming, and just building my own unique pro my own unique curriculum. Um to promote self-love, we don't, I don't see that in the schools. My daughter is eight and she's going to school now in Northeast DC. And, you know, it's not really programs. You got Girl Scouts, you got the little traditional programs, but it's nothing. She's in dance also, but it's nothing that focuses on self-love in itself of learning what self-love is, you know, it always accompanied with something like the arts or, you know, um, different dynamics of different things but never encompasses self-love as just an important necessity of its own yeah 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 um all right so the next thing so tell us a little bit how you balance work motherhood and your nonprofit. <laughs> it's trust me it's it's a struggle every day um I wish I had it, but I keep a planner. That's number one is I, I really have to have a planner. That's like one of the <laughs> most things I look forward to for the new year. You know, not the party, but like what planet am I about to get? But like, I definitely have to have a planner like every day or I'm always switching up my routine, though, because I'm always learning something new. You know, I'm always educating myself. So I'm always reading. So I'm always picking up on something new. Normally, it's like getting up in the morning, meditating before the kids get up, you know, just having that time to just think, not now, not every day do it happen, <laughs> you know, but for the most part, I try to schedule it out, you know, in my room, I literally have, um, you know, one of these with all my goals written down, like literally as soon as I wake up, it's the first thing I got to see, you know, so, so I wrote that, but balancing, I try to eat healthy, you know, work out. I try to make sure I put time in with the kids. So like during the week, it's like I'm mom mode, I'm business mode, I'm, you know, I'm focused, you know, 100%. Weekends, that's, you know, at least use my day. Even though I work part-time on the weekends, I still try to squeeze in some days to get more rest, you know, work on something. Um, but it's not always easy, you know, some days it's, it's a piece of cake and some days you ready to be like, forget it. But it's the consistency I'm learning. Like I'm learning that that's the key to just peace, to just, you know, not making it chaotic for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Um, we get seven days a week and I'm just grateful for two good days. Yeah. Because <laughs> me, myself, I have three kids. And then my mm -hmm. husband, he's in the military, so some days he may not get home late, but all I know is bedtime's at 7.30. That's all I'm looking for. No, exactly. <laughs> having a schedule, yeah. Yes, having a schedule works, even though sometimes everything doesn't go according to plan, um, but as long as they're happy and in bed yeah. and I get at least an hour of my free time or any way yeah. I can, um, it's it's not it's not easy, but as long as bedtime's at yeah. seven thirty, that's, that's all I care yeah. about.
um, I just wanted to go into the self-love, how you were saying self-love and self-care, how um, self-love and self-care is different for everyone. I believe that to be absolutely true um, because as you said, you like massages, facials, listening to music, um, meditating, that type of thing. Um, I'm still trying to figure out my self-care because it's so easy to be like uh, my self-care is shopping. That's right. the most practical thing right. to do. Right. So, um, I, I love reading. You can't see my bookshelf over here. So I love reading. So what I started to do is I made a goal for the year. How many books I want to read. And I think the goal is 75. Last year, I think I read 60. So I just upped it. So my self-care is getting a book, sit down, take that time to read. Mm-hmm. Just be be in a quiet space and just be me in the book. And if it gets good and I start reading past an hour, I'm not going to stop myself. But um, I think everyone should find their self-care um, and how to be one with yourself. Because at the end of the day, um, it is just you. And um, can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, Sorry, we're not <laughs> The world does not want us to do this. <laughs> so um, self-care is different for everyone. And how you said being selfish, I feel like getting older and maturing um with finding friends sometimes you need to be selfish and just remove all that negativity from you because negativity and being around someone that's negative can weigh you down and that can bring you down basically to a level so I've had friends I had to leave because I just felt like they were negative or it was never anything positive coming from them and even like some I don't want to say family members but it's just some things I don't always open up to that family member or whatnot because I feel like it's always something negative or always trying to change my mindset when it's just like I'm just coming to talk. Yeah. And it's all and it's hard being the person because I'm a very nice person. I don't get angry very easily. Um, and it's always hard being the person that's always positive. So if you're that one person that's positive around 10 negative people, it brings you down and it makes you be negative. So sometimes you just gotta pull yourself out and just have that moment to yourself and be selfish and be like, look, I can't deal with that anymore. As I always say. I can't be around negative people because I got three kids and a husband I got to be around and I got to be positive for them yeah. so that they know what positivity looks like and they can feed off of that and learn from that. So um, if you have any way for to uh, be selfish, go ahead and do it. Like at the end of the day, it's only you. And people think that when you say you're being selfish or um, you got to put you first. That means you're forgetting about your kids, your family, or that not or whatnot. You still care for them, but you care for yourself first. So, yeah. Um, I get tired of having to explain that, but like at the end of the day, you should know I'm not going to forget about my kids. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm mentally not at a place, you know, then I can easily, you know, go down a wrong side. So you have to be there for yourself. Yeah first before you can be there because if you're not then you start to bring that energy onto your kids and you know who cares about the outside world but once it starts to impact the home I think that's a whole nother level like I can handle blocking the outside or at least my home is my peace where I can run to get my solace but the moment it starts impacting my kids where they can see oh mommy's looking stressed or you know just I'm not you in a bed all day or something like that then I think you know that becomes a bigger issue but you also spoke on something earlier about you still learning to find your self-care 
Um, and I think that that's, that, that's a lot of women. Like, it's hard. And another thing I want to say is we have to be open to new experiences, trying different things, um, being open, keeping our hearts open because you're not going to find your form of self-care continuing to do the same things that don't give you self-care, <laughs> if that makes any sense, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I get what you're saying because um, I want to say I suffer postpartum depression with my daughter and my husband saw it, but I would mask it by when it would be my son's nap time, I would like go in the room and just sit and my husband he would come in and he's like, why are you just sitting here in the dark? And I'm like, I felt like it was just my time to like just be there and like sit in my emotions, but it wasn't healthy. Yeah. Because if he can see it, um, my son would see it further down the line. So now like when I have like little moments of like um, I'm upset or something, my son will be like, um, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. So then when he would say that, I'm like, all right, let me get myself together. So he doesn't have to see like mommy's down. Cause if a kid can see it, anyone can see it and, yeah. and it's not, it's not good. It's not healthy. Um, so as we are talking about your kids, um, well, talking about kids, how much of an impact do your daughters have on you um, since starting um, the I Love Me campaign? A lot, of course. You know, I begged for boys <laughs> at first. I originally wanted boys. I'm like, I, I don't think I can handle girls. You know, I'm not girly girl, but it's just crazy because then they bring that side out of me, that pink mm -hmm. side, the girly girl tutus, like my oldest so into sparkles and pink. So it is definitely nice, um, but they definitely impact me personally and then how I want to, you know, present myself to the world and also my organization. Like, you know, I grew up single family, you know, saw drug abuse in my childhood, you know, all types of stuff. And I just don't want that for my kids. But I think that if I had, um, programs or something like the I Love Me campaign where I can get involved with something to get my mind off of things or to even do certain things, then, um, you know, I wouldn't say I would be different because I'm appreciative of how I turned out and I'm grateful for those experiences. But I definitely think um, self-love would have been more absorbed in me at a very early age. You know, I found my self-love. I found my peace. My mom, she did always tell me I was beautiful and stuff like that. But it's not enough when you don't feel it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my kids, like, telling them they're beautiful every chance I get, you know, reminding them, even teaching them, you know, they hygiene, how to take care of themselves, you know, how to do little stuff because all that stuff matters and it contributes, you know, to your mood, your sleep, how, how you going to be as a person on the daily basis. Um, and just having my oldest around when I do stuff, you know, like when I'm picking up merchandise or like, when I'm doing a workshop or something like that, sometimes it's nice and she don't always grasp it, but she see, she see the positive, you know, she see the consistency. She hear words that and she be like, mommy, what's this mean? Or, you know, so it gets her mind into talking and then, you know, she tell her friends, she go to school, she will really talk to her friends about it. Um, just about self love or just like, you know, what it means to love yourself or to just tell your friends you look pretty today or stuff like that. Um, 
to get their mood up, you know, because it, it really starts early. You know, over the yeah. pandemic, my baby put on a few pounds. <laughs> I was pregnant. She was home with me, you know, so it was a lot. And um, I think she started to have get those feelings about just being fat and stuff like that. And she would say kids at school would say, but then I knew she felt that way. So then, you know, I'm like, well, what you want to do? We work out, you know, so we changed our whole lifestyle. And it's just stuff like that, like being there um, in the moment with them as well is also living what I'm preaching is basically what I'm saying. You know, the last thing I want to do is be living a life that or being this type of woman that's not going by um, the stuff that I want to um, encourage and motivate other women and girls to do. So, you know, I try to be that example, you know, walking example, not just do this, do that, but look at me, <laughs> you know, like, you know, see how I do it, and if you want to do it, cool, and I got her in the kids yoga, like, I try to get her in the different stuff, just to, you know, let her find hers in, because I want my baby to also know, um, coping skills, and know how to calm herself at eight and nine, you know, they go through these little second grade problems, and they be having their days, and, um, I don't like the year, or I don't want to discipline her, because my mom did a lot of that to me, she didn't really talk to me. It was more like yell, yell, yell. Even though she was a good nurturing mother, she did a lot of yelling. Like to this day, I'm like, why yelling? Like, you know, she she just was there. So I, I say, if anything, I want to be peaceful. You know, I don't want my kids to be scared. I want them to be, you know, respect me. So that's a lot of how I try to couple it all up with the organization and my kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like what you said, and I know when you have kids of your own, I know the mindset used to be, I want my kids to have everything I didn't. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people thought that was, I'm not going to say it's not the correct way to raise your children, but you want them to be mentally better than what you were. Because like you said, you try to speak positivity into your children. And I do the same thing. I try to, I try to remember when I'm dropping off at school, have a good day, keep your hands to yourself, learn something new. Um, and I'm like, I love you. Have a great day. Be nice um, to other people. Yeah. And um, I just try to pass that on and then hug them. We say our prayers at night, good night, kisses, all that around. Um, I try to, well, they do dinner themselves. I'm always moving around the house. But when we sit down to eat, um, just asking them like, what's up? What do you got to say? Because I can, me as a mom, I can see if they're down or if they're upset. And my son, he he thinks that if he gets telling me the truth that he's going to get in trouble so mm -hmm. i'm like what's wrong he's like nothing so i had to ask him three times i'm like all right son come on <laughs> like what's wrong and he'll finally tell me i'm like you're not before it escalates right. i'm like so tell me now so i can fix it exactly. in the moment. don't tell me three hours later when you're getting in the bed oh mommy i Forgot, and I'm looking at him like, come on, <laughs> the same exact thing. It's so crazy. I just, it was just the situation. I'm telling her, you don't get in trouble for telling me the truth because I need to be able to help you. You get in trouble when you let the situation get messier. And I gave an example because I had a situation at my job recently, and I was like, oops, I made a mistake at work, but I was just saying it in the car because I want her.
you made a mistake mm -hmm. you getting in trouble because you didn't tell me that yeah. you made a mistake or you let the mistake worsen and now we got a bigger problem yeah. so i definitely understand that because sadly i think my two kids get their emotions from me because my son he'll start crying and my daughter like if we're we were going over like flashcards or whatnot and she couldn't get like a word and she just automatically start crying I'm, and i just have to like all right, let's take a deep yeah. breath. Let's go walk it off. Let's like get it together. I'm like, you're not in trouble. I'm like, we're learning. I'm like, we're trying to get it together. So when you have your test, she's in preschool. I'm like, what are you <laughs> so stressed about? Right. I'm like, honey, you're not getting paid for this. I'm like, you have so many years to learn this. I'm like, honey, when it comes to math, don't ask me. I have yeah. to like, we're gonna be sitting here crying together. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> So the next thing, I know we spoke a little bit about you um, going uh, abroad. So just talk about um, a little bit about your time time in East Africa. Yes, yes. So I studied abroad in East Africa. I was what, my sophomore or junior year. Um, so I spent six months over there. I was took classes at the University of Dar es Salaam. Um, of course, I did. We saw safaris and stuff of that. Um, and I stayed with a local family. That was like my biggest thing because when I first got over there, um, the family I stayed with, she was like the dean of students and she had a son. It was really, really nice. Um, but it's, it's different. You know, it's a different lifestyle. Like we didn't have no running water. We didn't have a wash and dry. You know, you have to sleep in nets because the mosquitoes. And I, in the first <laughs> night, I just really did not think I could handle it. I mentally, you know, was calling my professor like, yeah, I want to call my mother because I'm just not sure. But then leaving, transferring six months after, literally crying, <laughs> getting on the bus, like, I don't want to go. <laughs> like a baby um, can tell you that that was one of the most um, intuitive, rewarding trips ever, ever, ever in my life. And um, I, 10th grade, now I didn't, I didn't travel. Um, I didn't been to China and Greece, but my time in East Africa was one of the best. And I think it come from me interning with FHI, being with a local family, just being able to be in with my people and just get that experience. Um, and we would just, you know, visit these women on a daily. And some of these women had HIV, AIDS. They was like really, really, um, you know, some of the scenes were so graphic, I can't even explain of how some of these women were living. Like, you know, it just made me think about simplicity, materialistic, like it really zoned me in on a lot of things. Like it really did. Um, and that really contributed to like, this is my passion. Like I didn't know directly what, if I wanted to work with, um, COVID, women, kids, I did not know. I just knew this was my passion to help people to be doing stuff like this. Like, you know, but in my community and eventually make it global. That was my um, initial time. So it was just such a breath of fresh air. Even being able to go to the door of no return and uh, witnessing that whole slavery thing. Like, it was so emotional and I'm crying. And, of course, I went to a PWI, a predominantly white institution there, Ohio. So, they all looking at me crying like, y'all don't, don't get it. Like, you know, y'all do not 
<laughs> because and I gotta be real with them. Like y- y'all just won't get it, you know. Yeah. It's like it was so emotional. My friend, with a girl that went to college with me, she went a few years ago, and I was asking her how it was, and she's like, "See, I can't explain it. You gotta go." Like she just told me that simply, and I'm like, once I went and I just experienced that emotional moment, it put everything in perspective to me, like. You know, try not to waste your time. Try not to waste your energy. Like, it's people that had that. I'm standing foot with people that got beat and just dehumanized. Like, yeah. how dare you play with life? Like, you know, how dare you take something for granted? You know, um, and, and just being in the slums, like, learning that, like, the way we experience homelessness, the way we misuse stuff, the way we use stuff, like, Man, over there, I just had so much more appreciative for basic stuff. Lord, when I could come home and just take a shower, like, just to appreciate that, it was a lot. Because then I'm, like, timing my shower, you know, because I haven't took a a legit shower in six months. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm taking, like, 20 bird baths a day because I'm a little thick. So, I, I, you know, it's just hot. Girl, I'm in the thing to shower all day. So, it's just, like... It was just so, just came back different. Like, wasn't even trying to lose weight. Just came back so small. Just off of my eating habits. Like, just drinking water, eating fruits, vegetables. Um, and that just really will contribute to, like, this is my passion. You know, yeah. I went back to Ghana that next summer because we had wrote a grant to compare U.S. educational systems with Ghana public educational systems. So I went over there and volunteered, like, public schools, went to see private schools and just learned the difference in the both, um, which also just gravitated towards my purpose and my goal, like, you know, this is what you're destined to do. You know, I don't, at that time, I didn't know how we were mowed out. And today, I still don't know, you know. But I just know that I'm going within my purpose. And it brought me to the I Love Me campaign. Um, that's a great story. Because we always hear um, uh, there's other people across the world that has it worse than you have it. So for you to be able to experience that and go to other countries and go to um, different cities and that type of thing and to be able to come back and have those stories, Mm -hmm. that's just amazing in itself. And for the running water, we do not know how appreciative (laughs) running water, water, bottled water, clear water, um, that type of thing is um, basically just like gold. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for them so um for you to be able to go there and experience those things and to come back and be able to even tell your daughters or tell people um during your events this type of thing it makes them yeah. appreciate life a little bit more yeah. and things they take for granted because as we know right now the gas is sky high <laughs> but if we go somewhere else um, they don't have those problems or they wish they had those type of problems. So sometimes we complain about little things when as as yeah. the saying goes, some people have it harder. So um And it's so um, ironic that you say that because the, I think it was the most fun time of my life. So although I was not showering for six months. I was not, you know, um, we didn't even have a refrigerator. Like, it was weird because we had a maid and she'd go out and get breakfast, lunch, and stuff like that before we went to class. It was peaceful. 
feel like if these people can wake up and be they i'm talking about grateful happy like just in good spirits or at least pass along good spirits with nothing little yeah. to nothing you know packed up on a little van like it's just like i'll even our metro systems it ain't the best but it's just like but again people probably won't notice until they experience it I don't know if I would have still been different had I not experienced it or not. I can't say what type of person I would be um, if I didn't go on that trip. You know, I don't know if I would have the I Love Me campaign or I would be out here doing something different. You know, it's just crazy how life takes us, which is why I'm always encouraging do new things, try new things, step out your comfort zone. You know, um, dare to be different. You know, people who live by life rules rarely gets noticed, you know, like take the risk. We get one life. What's the worst that can happen? You know? Yeah. yeah so my motto is stop comparing yourself to others because everyone has their own path. Exactly. Um, the second thing is, um, me and B Wills, we were, well, I was trying to ask her what is her new year, new year's resolution as everyone does. And she was like, she's not, she doesn't like putting it out there until it happens. So she said that, and my thing was, um, I have 12 months to do something. So in that 12 months, I wanted to try something new. Um, so you don't feel like, okay, well, this month I didn't do it. Um, making one big goal and then, all right, like this month I didn't get to that goal. So make small goals. If you can't do a 12-month, one big goal, make small goals. So you, so the consistency of you steady, like, okay, I did this goal, and um, I did this. Um, I'm glad I did it. And, that, and with doing the small goals, you're trying something new. Right. So trying something new, maybe that'll feed into something right. that you're going to do. Um, as I always said, um, I had met some friends back when we lived in Washington, and they totally took me out of my comfort goal. They had me hiking. I had met one girl, and it, it ended up being like four of us going on a hiking trip. I'm like, I've never, I don't know these girls' names. I don't know anything about them. I'm like, they could kidnap me, and I wouldn't even know it. So it was amazing just going hiking. I didn't have the right shoes. I didn't have all I had was a bottle of water, my phone, and my watch. And when I tell you that was the best thing yes. ever and i think i ended up going hiking three more times the second and third time i was prepared um but it was the views and being able to do that and being able to experience those things i'm like when my daughter gets older i want to take her hiking like, yes yes because i'm like back in um back in maryland where, where i'm from i'm like not a lot of people get to hike and stuff like that. So I'm like, now I get to experience this, show these pictures to like my mom, um, my daughter, my son, um, my husband. He did this one hike um, in Washington where you could see um, the mountain there. I forgot the name of it. And it was a beautiful view. And for him to be able to do that, and then I just took a ski lift at, at the top to make it seem like I did the hike. Yes. I did. <laughs> so just trying these things um, is great because... Um, not everyone gets to do that. And for you to be able to do that and you be able to talk about your experience, that might have the next person be like, oh, well, maybe I can go hiking. Even if it's a trail, you don't have to go up. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I was just talking about that because the I Love Me campaign, we have an initiative called The Girl Get Fit, where I do certain challenges every month or I have events. And, um, you know, we start off with the Jumper Jock Challenge. We doing the Jump Rope Challenge now. But that's another thing I want to get into when the weather break because um, yoga and hiking, that's not even something I grew up on, like, 
my mother probably can't tell you nothing about yo. She probably tell you the stereotypical stuff she's probably seen or heard growing up. Um, and even hiking, you know, it's like my mother like, Where you going, brown boys? You better be safe or something like that. It's just like I I want to, you know, bring about these other non traditional ways to work out and be fit. Like you don't have to go in the gym if a gym is not your thing. And especially if you self conscious and you it's your first time. That's a lot on the on somebody that maybe having insecurity issues, but then the trainer telling them you gotta come to the gym and there's no private ways to work out. Everybody can't just go in there and just do it. That's a lot of pressure. But if you hike it with some friends or y'all might go take a swim lesson or even a twerk class, anything, um, that might open you up or at least make you feel more comfortable. So that's yeah. another thing we working on with our initiative is doing like hiking trips, biking trips, stuff that we wouldn't normally do, but making it fit, making it fun. Yeah. So, um, Excuse me, I did see that you did the jump rope um, for the month, and um, I was like, I'm gonna do that. But my my son did my jump rope, but I'm like, I'm like, I can use that as an excuse to why I'm not doing it. But you have rope, you have extension cords, anything you can make into yes, yes. it swings and goes around. I'm gonna be truthful, I have not started it yet. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard because it's a lot of my friends always say, I'm going to do it and be, I think, because they say, because they my friends. I'm like, look, it took me a while to get started. It might take you a while. The thing is, as long as I keep posting and as long as you keep saying it, I got people that's eventually like, I got my jump rope. You know, like, it might not be the first time, but also... I always tell people, if you're not there mentally, you're not going to be there physically. Like, it's a mad thing with life. And I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed with just being overwhelmed or just, like, yeah. doing too much. Just take it easy. Take it one day at a time. Do what you can. Every little bit counts. You know, every little bit counts. I know Brandy say almost doesn't count, but in my mind, it does. <laughs> like, you know, do what you can. If you only just getting something, because not only does working out um, or doing jump rope challenge anything, not only do I promote it because it's fit, but it take your mind on something for a few moments. I always tell people, yeah. we don't know battles that people are silently fighting. We got close mm -hmm. friends who don't even tell us deep-rooted stuff that they're going through, you know, because they don't feel comfortable. So taking five minutes to jump rope which I maybe help you think of something different. So that's another reason why we do the Girl Get Fit initiative. Yeah. So my my goal is to either put the jump rope by the bed or in the living room somewhere because even, like you said, even five minutes, that's a commercial yeah. break. Especially a BET commercial break, that's a good tw 12 minutes. Yeah. Like some commercials be So even if you put it somewhere where you can see it, that's that's what I'm gonna say. That's me. I'm talking to myself. Put it somewhere where I can see it, whether it's the kitchen, whether it's buying shoes. And with jump rope, if you're doing it in the house, you don't even need shoes half no. the time. Just make sure you're on a good solid place. And like you said, with the gym, the gym is very, very intimidating because half the time there's new machines, you don't know if we're doing it right. And then nowadays you got people recording because yeah, they wanna make a laugh off of it. So it's there and I don't go to it so just starting off small like you said, five minutes jump rope do five minutes then move up to something different and just follow yeah. 
follow other people and see what they're doing in home. I know a lot of people um, can't walk outside because look, the people in, in this neighborhood, they be zooming like it's NASCAR. So my son loves being outside. So in the backyard, I can jump rope back there, run back and mm-hmm. forth. It's just the little things. And it's so easy to make excuses. It's, it's so easier easy. to make excuses than actually doing what you you know that it's, it's, it's not all days are you going to want to do it like every day who wants to get up and work out but like another thing that i have learned is like it's a priority it's not do you want to do it or not is you have to do it you know after having my second child in 2020 i was up to like 228 i think you know and i'm back down to 178 close to 180 um and I went through hell because I had emergency C-section, FYI, I'm sorry, but that really told me down because I couldn't move, you know, and because I had an evasion work, I didn't know that them C-sections hold you down like that. So then I was like, I got so much respect and love for women who go through this because, man, yeah. and I'm ready to get back up. But another thing is you got to write it down. You know, we try to keep stuff in our heads. I got to see stuff everywhere I walk. I got gold in my refrigerator. I got goals written up, you know, in my dining area, goals as soon as I wake up on my bed, just to keep my mind on like, okay, this is what you said you're going to do, you know, are you focused on this? Because we, how many thoughts do we have a day? You know, it's so easy to forget and then you honor yourself because you don't forget. You can't be mad at yourself when you're thinking about a gazillion other things, write it down. Yeah, that's why I have this paper here because I always say I get mom brains so quick yeah my my husband says he said i will start one story go to another story and come back to another story i'm like because if i don't say it i'm gonna forget so it'll be a lot of times like i have notepads Mm -hmm. everywhere yeah you have to you have to (laughs) And, and i remember someone saying write down before you go to bed write down everything you want to think about because if not you're gonna go to bed steady thinking like okay i didn't do this i didn't do this Write it down so when you go to bed, like, your mind is clear. You get to actually sleep and rest because who wants to go to sleep and wake up and their mind is still rolling and running? So write it down. Write stuff down. Put it on the mirror. Put it on the door. Put it where you go. Um, put it in the car. Like, I'll keep even keep a notebook in the car. So when I'm sitting in the carpool lane, I'm writing stuff down. All right, I got to do this. I got to do this. Okay. For the week, um, I got to get this done. I forgot to sign my son up for football. And when I tell you that hurt me so much, I was afraid to tell him because I have got to sign him. I was calling everywhere. Thankfully, um, someone at my son's school was able to get in contact with someone. But just something that small was about to, like, just rock me. And I didn't even tell him my son. I said, I didn't get to sign up for football. And he was like, that's okay. But to me... (laughs) It's it was like, so big. It was a go, yeah. And, and I'm like, I had it written down. I just didn't transfer it to the other planner. So something so small like that can just turn your world upside down because, once again, trying to be the perfect parent. And then for kids, it's just like, okay. They literally don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we talked about your jump rope um, campaign. Tell us what um, have been your past or maybe future your favorite three events or your three favorite campaigns? Um, so one of my favorite ones was just the annual picnic that we just had. <sighs> Let me see. 
Um, and I loved it. Um, it was a women empowerment picnic, my first annual. It was just such a vibe. Women could come. You know, I had other women businesses featured. Um, so they got to come set up. It was like a herbal, a herbal healing. Um, someone with different um, handmade merchandise. Um, I had someone there doing free manicures and pedicures. Um, so just like a Zen vibe for women to come um, and feel loved for a day. Like just it's we don't you know it's not a reason to celebrate other than you loving on yourself. You know, give yourself a day. So that was also one of my big favorite events. Also, um, <clears throat> the girl get fit is always. Um, my favorite because by me also being into this health and working out now is becoming like a lifestyle like everything down to what i eat to what i drink and then i'm finding myself like constantly creating content or you know doing stuff i'm healthy or just sharing healthy tips so that's definitely have been a favorite i noticed a lot of people have been gravitating towards the girl get fit um when i do post the reels and stuff i'm getting a lot of feedback a lot of um people reaching out like hey you know this is nice this was good it helped me um and stuff of that nature so i definitely love that one and uh another one that i had discontinued because i'm about to drop a program was our book club so we had a book club where um you pay 50 dollars a month you got a care package um and these care packages that i will feature will be items um to promote self-love from all different women businesses so it will be different stuff every month i mean i did v stems i did mommy teas was like infused sangrias um i did jewelry i did so many different items to include in these care packages and what we do is we read a book uh it could be a the story a biography um anything with women empowerment that at the end of the day um help us to see ourselves better and help us to reach our goals more and so we will also have cocktails and conversations where at the end we will meet of course it's been COVID, so we was meeting through zoom and we have our cocktails or our wine and we will talk about the book how it impacted us and stuff like that so that was those are like my top three favorite um everybody loved the book club and they keep asking when i'm bringing it back so i'm hoping i'm about to drop a program um because i also do life coaching so i'm about to drop like a group life coaching program and kind of put all that into one program where um it not only motivates women to work out but it gets your mental right you know get your mind right so it helps you focus on let me get my mind right so that way i can start being physical and start actually taking action on my goals we write down goals all the time but then by the next week we still writing the same stuff you know the goal is to move past that and actually start to put into action our goals so yeah um, so the book club one, yes, I am definitely down to sign up for that. Um, I've joined book clubs before, um, and I was the only person of color at the book mm -hmm. club. And then it was books. I know you said you're going to do, um, some yeah, we do like so black women authors or women yeah. or just contributed to women. You know, I try to open it up because I don't want the I Love Me campaign to be only about black women, even though a lot of our stuff is geared towards inner city um, kids. And sometimes that can be white people. You know, sometimes yeah. it's little white families in the hood or 
you know, something like that, you know, or just biracial or anything, but I want it to be for any women who have an insecurity or adversity or, you know, you feeling like you're not good enough, like, you might, that might be you in Harvard University that's trying to make your parents proud and you really don't have it. It could be you that's homeless on the street. Like, that's the thing about the I Love Me campaign is that it's for every girl or woman, you know, yeah. um, <clears throat> Because at the end of the day, we all struggle with the same stuff. It's just, yeah. it's in different forms. Like, you know, whether you rich or poor, at the end of the day, as women, we all come back to dealing with the same issues, whether it's being yeah. sexual abuse, um, domestic violence. Like, we are seeing that in all spectrums and all health, wealth and gaps and all of that. So I think that's another thing I want to preach. Although I try to cater to my, my color, my, you know, minds that look like me because I'm relatable and, you know, I want the I Love Me campaign to also be relatable to all, you know. Yeah. So sometimes I am going to cater you know, to the young black females, because I know this, like, you know, I know this, like, growing up like that, and or just not having it all, or not feeling like you have the support, but you want to thrive. You know, I was just telling um, somebody that it's no programs just for girls who want to do better. You know, these programs now, you even got to have a mental disability. They want you to have a child, be a teen parent. You know, it's always something, a company, it's nothing out here that just say, hey, I do have a family, but they not there for me. They don't understand me. Can I get help? Yeah. The first question is, with, are you on medication? You know, do you get social security or, or what's, your, what's your problem? It's not, you know, and we need to provide that space for women. We need to provide yeah. that space for girls because then that's what leads to suicide. That's what leads to insecurities. That's what leads to girls holding stuff in, um, trying to fake it for their family. You know, while some of us are trying to be better than our family, you got a lot of girls who are trying to fit in, you know, in their own family. Like, how does that even sound? You know, but we go through that. So, yeah, because yeah, I remember growing up, they used to say, um, if you keep the girls that are closed in, when they finally get out, they're going to go wild. So you are learning if you're th that girl, like stuck in the house, not being able to go out, you're um, you're waiting for that moment to finally break free. And you're, yeah. then when you finally break free, you're trying to learn or catch up to the women that are around you and sometimes catching up um you're going to be going down the wrong path yeah. so like i said with you starting them at a younger age and teaching them um certain things um they'll be able to when they get older and when they finally get out the house they'll be able to go down the right path um i know you thought about financial and stuff um i married a financial advisor um he hasn't taught me anything so <laughs> So I feel like if we had those uh, those type of things growing up and in school, um, it would help us um, be able to save our money, use our money in the right way, um, know how to budget, know how to get ready for the real world, real world work when it comes to like getting an apartment, saving your money so you can get your own house, um, that type of thing. Because now I see a lot of people my age that are ready to buy a house, but they don't know where to start or they don't have the best credit score or have money to put down the down payment mm -hmm. so i feel like um they have classes but i feel like if we would have had those classes to build up on we could yeah. get things done and not being like 
um, because uh, thankfully my husband reads all the fine paperwork because when they see us come into a building, they're like, oh, we can take them. But my husband, he found clause after clause after clause. They was like, oh, you read that? You read that in that paper? He's like, yeah, I read it. So we were able to get some money that they thought that they could take and just mm-hmm. keep it. So we need those people or someone to teach us what we need to know when it comes to buying stuff for ourselves to basically not make us better, but to improve right. our livelihood so that we can pass it down to other people. So um, those type of things are helpful because I know my son, um, he had asked me, um, do you have money? And he asked me in the store and I'm like, son, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was telling me they were learning about money and budgeting. And I'm like, are you sure y'all learn about budgeting? And he was like, yeah, we're learning how to save money. I'm like, look, if mommy would have learned that a long time ago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so I feel like that's something that um, needs to be taught more in school and um, outside of school and within like groups yeah. or anything because money, money runs the world and we need to learn how to hold on yeah. to it. And things like that. So, um, next thing. Um, in the next 10 years, what is your expectations for the I Love Me campaign? Mm. So, in the next 10 years, I'm hoping to at least establish, like, a drop-in center type um, thing. Like, I want to create a safe haven um, for the girls and women in my community, you know, you stated like earlier, it's classes. Yeah, like yeah, it's classes, it's programs out here. But how accessible are they? You know, I'm sure it might be other girl and women empowerment efforts, impacts, and organizations even in the DC and Maryland area. Um, but how often can I? Can we be in a room to meet each other to impact the world? Or how often, you know, are these programs impacting um, girls and women in the community? You know, how often are they? You know, measure effective. Um, like I said, my daughter's eight, and she doesn't have that at her school. You know, they have, and Girl Scouts is not even within her school or the dance company. So I had that stuff. You got to find outside. Um, of the school as well. So that's another thing is like um, having a physical safe haven girls can come to, you know, you having a bad day at school, you thinking about skipping school, anything, you might come, let us come motivate you to go to school. You at least need to provide that space so girls and women can even talk, communicate, admit their wrongs or anything, you know. Yeah. The family structure. Oh. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the family structure also has changed in America. You know, both parents are working. Um, so sometimes these girls and women don't have people to talk to. Sometimes they've been watched by their grandmothers or they got to go here. They've been raised by older elders, you know, stuff of that nature. And I take all of that into consideration. So as of 10 years, I want to focus on having a physical safe haven for girls and women where I can run programming, teach about, you know, how to dress for an interview, have counselors, professional therapists there. You need you need to have a session, have a session, you know, um, just working with women but not having no um no no requirements. Like no you don't gotta be clean, no you don't have to um, you know, do this. 
no, you don't have to have a baby or be disabled. Like, you know, I want to promote that. Like, it's okay to need help and not be diagnosed with something. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know how I forgot this. My cousin, who's a year older than me, she, um, she's a school counselor. And she started a program within her school in Maryland, in Salisbury, Maryland. I forgot the name of it, but she just recently had um, a spend the night. Um, it's called a girls' night out, and she had sixty first and second graders, and they had um, something in the gym. And I'm just looking at the pictures, and they're dancing and playing around in pajamas. So that type of thing, starting that young and having a program where you can come together, because not only does that give like a parents a night off that also gets them to have because in this day and age um not everyone does sleepovers and slumber parties and like that anymore so just to have a group and then maybe a mom yeah. volunteer but just being knowing that they're safe within the school that can help them and then hopefully they can have that later down the line and keep going and then going next to the i love me campaign and maybe um come yeah. to see you in that drop-in center that type of thing just starting small yeah. bigger and bigger and as you said evolving yeah. um, so um that drop-in center can help a lot because i know like maybe growing up you would be arguing or upset with your mom and you just need to get out the house and you know sometimes people would go to the wrong crowd go to smile mm -hmm. house being able to go to the center yeah. and just talking to someone that can help everything from beds to showers to like you know personal rooms phone rooms stuff where if you need that space you should be given it you know like you should be it should be that support there like we pay too much in taxes <laughs> to not you know be able to have this stuff for our loved ones and the ones that we serve in our community it just doesn't make sense because um, apparently this neighborhood is a low low income neighborhood. Um, my husband, he's very country, so he wanted to get a house outside the city limits. And they give out uh, breakfast and lunch um, when school is out because sometimes that's the only time kids get food is yeah, water. And yeah. school. So with you having that shower, it might be like a house full of six kids. I come from a big family. So by the time it got to me getting the shower, the water's cold. So it would be like heating up water to try to get a, a sink bath or bird bath, as they said. So having those showers, having a bed. Um, I know a little girl had asked my daughter, do you share a room? And my daughter was like, huh? And she was like, do you share a room? Do you have your own bed? So some kids don't even have their own bed. So those type of things. And the fact like where some of the kids went through during the pandemic that don't have those things. You know, like I was one of my friends, she's a teacher. And I was just telling her like, Damn, I know y'all had it hard trying to teach them kids over the pandemic, which is why I made sure my daughter was on point. You dress, you get there, you know, getting people no problems because they have a lot going on. But she was like, Tia, it's hard because some people, you know, how you had your daughter stuff structured, people don't even have a space for that. You know, so I'm trying to teach a little boy that's laying in his bed, you know, or laying on the floor or just uncomfortable. So, you know, even just providing that space because the pandemic has also put a lot and we might not have seen all the effects right now because it might come out later. But that has also, you know, trampled a lot in our youth, you know, especially if they came from broken homes. And like you said, only meals was coming from schools and stuff like that. So just imagine how somebody had to stay in that condition for over two years.
Yeah. Being in the house, not being able, well, be, maybe being able to go outside, but not seeing um, other kids. We had literally just yeah. moved here when the world had shut down. So I didn't know anyone. My kids didn't know anyone. So they were only playing with each other. And me and my husband was like, they got to go back to school because they needed interaction with other kids and seeing other people. So I can only imagine, like, with me being a stay-at-home mom and then other people that were, like, had to be home. So you were being at home, doing work, being with your kids, trying to make sure they were getting stuff done. That's a lot. That's a In lot. a pandemic, having to go grocery shopping, and then sometimes having to take all your kids, but um, it was a, it's a lot. So sometimes they now that the world is opening up, just being able to have that self care and have those moments yes. are needed because we're so used to be as I call it a bubble. I was we moved here, no no one. A month later, I found out I was pregnant. Two months later, my husband had to go away for four months. So imagine, yeah, yeah, that was for me. So I can smile and laugh about it now, but being in that and moment, that moment yeah. it was a lot. And then also me being, I'm not saying proud. I, we had, he has family here. We have some people that live near us. They would be like, um, we can come watch the kids. We can help you. And I just felt like I was a burden. Mm. And I was like, no, you don't have to. I was like, I can take the kids or I can get stuff shipped to the house. But when I finally did say yes, um, I was like, you know what? I needed this. I needed this five minutes. Even if I was just want to go grab something from the drive-thru, I needed that. So everyone is, and it's also people that are afraid to ask for help. Yeah. So sometimes you have to be that person and just like knocking over like, hey, I'm here. Like, I'll just sit on the porch and do what you got to do. Yeah. So it's, it's needed. Um, find a friend, find someone, even if you don't want to tell them your business, just be like, you just exactly, exactly. Like, just look at them, fix, a, yeah. fix some tea, fix some juice, like just, just do something. Um, before we, um, uh, in this podcast, um, can you tell us where people can find you as your social media, your website, things like that? Yeah. So everything is at, the I Love Me campaign. So we are on Instagram. Um, we do have a website, www.theilovemecampaign.com, where you can learn a little bit more about us. Um, it is under construction at the moment, but it should be up by the end of the day. So um, check into it. Um, I mainly post from the Instagram. I'm working on trying to get... <laughs> a media manager or someone to help me with that because social media alone is a job (laughs) um but yeah for most of this i try to be as personal though like i don't want to get too big but i can't still be personal like that's another thing um so dm me like reach out anything you know um look out for our group coaching program that's gonna come out and yeah follow me on instagram don't 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 hire me because I will I will literally I will literally make goals and then forget to post because I feel like it needs to be like a long caption in depth and all that stuff when it's really just get to the point people want well, yeah you see I used to write long captions and then I went in this class and it was like your caption should be short I'm like what I thought you wanted details so I'm still learning myself but um you know I can I'm really good at content like uh just thinking ideas but bringing them to display like being creative adding color getting a scheme 
that right there is just oh it's like geometry all over again <laughs> Yeah, I gotta do my Instagram, then I gotta do the podcast Instagram. I'm like, I need to post something soon because we haven't put a podcast out in a while. I was like, I need to at least flowing somewhere, either it's a story or it's a post, something so they still know, like, hey, we're still here, that type of thing. Um, before we before we go, how can people volunteer for your events and campaign um and your workshop? Oh, okay. So the volunteer, you could go straight through the website. I have a volunteer sheet. Um, you could fill that out and it comes straight to me. I am, we are working on a project where we are about to be working with, um, for women over 40 in the transitional housing facility. So we'll be going once a month doing programming. And I am looking for volunteers for that to help set up the free store. Because, of course, I'm always collecting donations. Because when I do do events, I set up a free store where um, women could get stuff for free. You know, so I want to set that up. So we have generally used clothes, shoes, um, coats anything you know if they need to be dry clean or whatever i try to get all that done because of course we want to treat people how we're treated <laughs> so i want to give it to them as best condition as i could um you know kind of sort of like a gift but for free um and that's something we're working on so fill out the volunteer sheet the workshops i'm working on i'm working on like i said again coupling in a whole program for women to like go on this journey with me for maybe like a month where we do our get our mind body and soul right so i'm working on the details of that which will include the book club um and a lot of other stuff that people have been asking about because i was doing free women empowerment workshops every month during the pandemic um we will meet on zoom but i am having a meet and greet coming up really really soon um so i'm gonna be sending out the details of that where you can come out just learn a lot about the i love me campaign i'm gonna be inviting out other women businesses just to you know uh space for white-minded women to come together and congregate where we can talk about our business where we can feel like people understand or you know we can get advice we can network and stuff of that so it'll definitely be a meet and greet really soon okay um well thank you once again for being on our podcast um i did get teary out a couple times but thankfully the glass is shielded <laughs> <laughs> this has been definitely a great experience <laughs> this has been a great podcast i felt like this is just a conversation between two friends brie was like um she's she's fine i was like well i gotta get her personality because you know i joke a lot right. some people may not catch the joke but uh, my was, exact words was she's really nice don't shortchange my compliment well thank you i was like i know she's nice but um is there anything else you want to let the people know um, um, within this podcast so that um, they can know more about the I Love Me campaign and anything else you want to say? The last thing I do want to say is that self-love is like your lip gloss. You should never leave home without it. So, ladies, before you walk out the door, you got your keys, you got your purse, but, but are you, but, do, but did you, it's the self-love attack. Are you ready to when they face challenges have you checked yourself to be able to be mentally prepared to take on the day so that's that's what i want to end with i love it i love it once again thank you uh tia for being on our podcast thank you for 
um, telling us more about your campaign, um, talking about self-love and um, your two daughters, not going to cry. They have a great, <laughs> they have a great person to look up to. Thank you. Because <laughs> I have um, this one girl, Brittany, um, hopefully she looks to this podcast. Um, it's always that one person that tells you everything that you should listen to growing up. And of course, I was like, I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to do that. So anytime something happens in my life, I always tell her thank you because I should listen to her. And um, I'm so grateful for her. And now that I do tell my mom everything, she's like, I know you went through all that stuff, but I know you weren't telling me. So I try to be that for my daughter. I'm like, I told her, well, she didn't know this. I was like, I'm going to surround you with women that you can go to when you feel like you can't go to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully, she'll take that to heart and hopefully she'll go to someone. Hopefully, her godmother breathes so that she can tell me um, as soon as it happens. Right, <laughs> right. That's what we need. <laughs> so, um, that's why I want to surround my daughter with, with empowered women knowledgeable women and people that she feel like she can go to and feel safe yeah. and have conversations with. And sometimes we got to create those networks and sometimes it means addition, subtraction, division, all that. But, you know, it looks different for everybody and that's why you got to you gotta make it work for you because you need, just as well as your daughter needs that circle, you do too. You know, especially yeah. with us getting older and taking on more responsibilities, you being a wife, a mom, you know, that's, you know, it's just, it's a job every day. Being a mom in itself is a job, going to work. So thank you, ladies. I really enjoyed and appreciate it. And I appreciate y'all because I know I set the date back, but I'm so glad we was able to work this out. So I look forward to y'all. Maybe y'all can come out to the meet and greet and we could try to do more things, you know, more efforts. Yes, we will definitely have you back on the podcast. Um, uh, we will schedule out further so we can. Yeah, let me do some. You know, I got something to talk about. <laughs> but once again, thank you so much um, okay. for taking your time out to be on this podcast. And we will. Do you have anything else to say? Yes, thank you. All right, thank you so much. No problem. Have a good day, ladies. All right, you too. Bye-bye.